Welcome to Nigerian American. My name is LD. This is my podcast. Patrick is a music lover. His favorite artists are Chris Brown, Olamide, and Wizkid. Everywhere Patrick looks, he sees music superstars. In his home country of Nigeria, there are many successful music artists. Timaya, a popular Nigerian artist, just built a mansion in Lekki, a highbrow neighborhood in Lagos. Tiwa Savage not only recently built hers as well, but even got the street named after her. Wizkid is doing collaborations with Drake, David O is touring the world and hanging out with Migos, Mr. Easy and Yemi Alade seem to be permanently on global tours. Many Nigerian artists are now getting signed to international record labels. The Nigerian music industry is booming. Every time Patrick checks his Instagram feed, he sees famous Nigerians and international artists flying all over the world. They post pictures in their business class seats, some in private jets. They're wearing Rolex watches, they're dressed up in high-end fashion designer clothes, they're throwing wads of cash on tables and Insta videos, performing at internationally acclaimed festivals like Coachella, and living the lives of rock stars. Everywhere Patrick looks, there are successful musicians living the life of his dreams. Patrick has some untapped music talent himself. He won a few talent shows back in high school or secondary school like it's called in Nigeria. When he listens to the music charts, there are many songs that he considers to be mediocre or maybe average at best. Songs he believes he could have delivered better if he were the artist. Patrick sees his music talent as way above average. Many of Patrick's friends validate his confidence in his musical ability by constantly reminding him of how he's wasting his musical talents by choosing to be an accountant. Then one day, after careful thought, Patrick finally decides to resign from his job as an accountant to embark on the music career he had always dreamed of. Patrick could well be on his way to becoming the next big thing in music, both locally in Nigeria or even internationally. He recognizes that becoming a rock star doesn't happen overnight and that he would need to make some sacrifices and he believes he is mentally, maybe even financially prepared for it. Patrick may even have a clear strategy on how he's going to take his music brand from zero to 100 in the shortest amount of time. He is confident in his talent and ready to do what it takes to become the superstar he believes he was born to be. In this episode, and as a part of my Cognitive Bias mini-series, I want to discuss a cognitive bias, one that drives people to overestimate their chance of success. I want to discuss the survivorship bias. Now, realistically and scientifically speaking, and if data is anything to go by, the probability that Patrick will be successful as a musician lies a fraction above zero. Sadly, like many other aspiring musicians, Patrick is most probably going to end up in what can be described as the graveyard of failed musicians. The graveyard of failed musicians is rarely ever discussed. Let me tell you a little bit about it. 
The Graveyard of Filled Musicians is the place where most musicians or people with dreams of becoming one end up. There are 10,000 times more musicians that end up there than the ones who become successful. The Graveyard of Filled Musicians is rarely ever discussed publicly because journalists aren't interested in the stories of failures. Neither is Patrick nor any aspiring artist for that matter. You hardly ever hear about the hundreds of thousands of musicians who end up there unless you know one personally. And if you do, you most likely believe you understand why they may have failed. The truth is, triumph is way more attractive and way more visible than failure. And because of that, most people who wish to compete in any talent-based fields systematically overestimate their probability of becoming successful. As someone who wishes to start a professional music career, if you are unfamiliar with the graveyard of failed musicians, you are likely to succumb to an illusion. It limits your awareness of how minuscule your probability of success really is. This is a systematic error in thinking that affects the decisions and judgments that people make every day. Now, behind every popular musician, you'll find hundreds or even thousands whose music will not sell. Behind those are another set of musicians who don't have a record deal and can't afford to publish their own music. Behind those are musicians who have yet to record music because they can't afford to pay a producer. And behind those are people who are still in the dreaming phase of becoming a rock star. Patrick, however, only hears and sees the successful musicians and fails to recognize how improbable musical success actually is. The same goes for entrepreneurs, artists, athletes, architects, TV presenters, and even beauty queens. The media is where we get most of our information, and the media is not interested in digging around the graveyards of the unsuccessful. Nobody's interested nor inspired by the stories of failures, so we rarely ever hear about them, even though they are tens of thousands of times more than the few who succeed. Without a realistic understanding of how improbable Patrick is to succeed as a musician, it is difficult for Patrick to make the most intelligent and informed decision on his career options. In this case, Patrick is leaving his career as an accountant for a career as a musician. He's making that decision because all he sees everywhere he looks are successful musicians who he considers to not be half as talented as he is. Patrick believes that his music talent will make him successful if he can just get started on his journey. The truth is, as an accountant, Patrick has a better chance at paying his rent and not ending up broke or homeless than he does as an aspiring musician. It is difficult for Patrick to understand this because he is not aware of how minuscule his probability of success really is as a musician. To elude the survivorship bias, Patrick must visit the graveyard of failed musicians. There, he may discover many other aspiring musicians, some who are more talented than he is, or have more financial resources than he does, or some who had everything he imagined he needed to succeed, but somehow still failed. 
Visiting this graveyard will give Patrick a clearer picture of the probability of success as a musician. Perhaps Patrick may realize that there is a huge element of luck that plays into who eventually becomes successful in the music industry. The survivorship bias is what causes Patrick to overestimate his chance of success as a musician. It is the reason he is about to risk becoming broke and possibly homeless. I'm not suggesting that Patrick is guaranteed to fail as a musician. What I'm saying is Patrick will be able to make a full assessment of what he's about to get himself into before he takes the leap. If he at least understands that there is a higher probability of becoming homeless on his journey as a musician, he has an opportunity to evaluate his decision with a clearer mind. I'm not suggesting that Patrick is guaranteed success as an accountant either. What I'm saying is that he is less likely to become broke and homeless. Even if Patrick were to lose his job as an accountant, he is able to secure another job as an accountant somewhere else. Scientifically speaking, and by that I mean if we look at the probability of success, there are fewer broke and homeless accountants than there are aspiring musicians, aspiring actors, aspiring athletes, and entrepreneurs. We make many life-altering decisions with the survivorship bias at play. Okay, I hear some arguments already. So let's take a look at some numbers. Musicians are typically classified into five tiers, okay? There is the top tier um, of the biggest artists, which we consider as mega artists, um, followed by mainstream artists, followed by mid-sized artists, followed by developing artists, and then there's the undiscovered artists, aka everybody else. Mega artists and mainstream artists could make millions of dollars. Jay-Z, Beyonce, Justin Timberlake, etc. Mid-sized artists could see six figures. These are some of the smaller artists that, you know, people kind of know. They have a cult following and they're doing pretty good. Developing artists barely get by and they live from hand to mouth. These are the artists that are at the very beginning of a professional career and, you know, are starting to have a buzz and things are starting to happen for, um, etc. And then there's the undiscovered artists. And these are the artists who are yet to make enough money to pay rent regularly. Here's a scary statistic. Did you know that 91% of all artists are still in the undiscovered or what some may call up and coming phase of their careers? Are you aware that mega artists make up less than 1% of all artists? And if we considered the mainstream, mid-sized and developing artists altogether, they only make up about 8% of all artists. Also, did you know that less than 2% of all music artists get over 60% of all music-related Facebook likes, YouTube views, and social media followers? The undiscovered artists, aka the unknowns, are 91% of all artists, and they only get 6% of all the music-related Facebook likes, YouTube views, and social media followers. I'm such an optimist, so I feel really weird because I'm pretty sure that I'm sounding very pessimistic right now. But the objective truth lies in the numbers. 
Again, it's easy to assume that, you know, there are more successful people than not if all we see are the successful ones all day, every day. Not recognizing how slim your chances are to succeed as a musician is not anyone's fault. It's because nobody cares about those who fail. Nobody talks about them. I do recognize that it is possible to go from being an undiscovered artist to becoming a mega artist. But what's important, especially for someone like Patrick, is that if he is aware that the probability of becoming a mega artist is less than 2%, it may help him make a better decision. Resigning from his job as an accountant to become a musician may in fact be a better decision for Patrick based on his personal life goals. But again, what is important is that he is aware. The 9 to 5 lifestyle eh, may not be something Patrick feels the desire to continue doing, and this may further influence his decision to become a musician. But again, he needs to be aware of what his fate could be on the other side. Patrick may be able to create a fallback plan from his music adventure or even give himself a timeline and expected milestones. If Patrick is unable to achieve the goals he set out to accomplish, he could have the opportunity to pivot early or even return to his accounting career. For many people, being aware allows you the opportunity to fall and land on your feet, as opposed to remaining an up-and-coming artist or be in the undiscovered phase for many, many years or even the rest of your life. Now, some may argue that not every artist starts a career wanting to be a megastar, but I don't believe anybody starts a career wanting to be undiscovered. I'd like to assume that every musician hopes to at least become, you know, mainstream someday. My point here is that the more aware we are of our real chances, the better our decisions and plans may be. The same thing applies to sports and athletics. Only an estimated 1.7% of college players and less than 1% of high school or secondary school athletes end up playing professional league. For baseball, it's only 0.6% in the U.S. Um, for hockey, it's 1.3%. For basketball, it's 1.2% of men and less than 1% of women. And for soccer, it's only 1% of college players that actually end up going pro. And I really hate that I'm sharing what may be perceived to be negative information here, but I believe this may help someone out there. My goal on this episode is not to discourage anyone from following their dreams. As a matter of fact, sometimes you need to dive in head first with no inhibitions in order to stand out and possibly become a success story. I'm also you know, not here to provide you with a how-to guide or, you know, you know, give you steps on how to be successful or not successful, but to highlight some errors in judgment that occur daily. Like I said in previous episodes, I'm not a social scientist and definitely not an authority of behavioral sciences. I am simply looking to share some of what I've learned from reading on these topics to my audience. My wish is that after listening to these podcasts, maybe even reading Rolf DeBelli's book, The Art of Thinking Clearly, you learn to recognize and try as much as possible to evade the biggest errors in thinking that may lead to less irrationality and hopefully more prosperity.
Survivorship bias also creates an illusion when you become a member of the winning team. Already successful artists may get big-headed. Even if your success actually stems from coincidence or just luck, you'll discover similarities with other winners and be tempted to mark these as success factors. Therefore, it is important that as a successful musician, you also find time to visit the graveyard of failed musicians. Perhaps you'll realize that many of those who you'll find there possessed many of the same traits that characterize your success. It may help you appreciate your success, but also to be more respectful of those who weren't so lucky. In conclusion, we must acknowledge that it is almost impossible to rid ourselves of cognitive errors completely. We must also recognize that not all cognitive errors are actually bad. Some cognitive errors are necessary for one to even enjoy life. However, a lot of self-induced unhappiness is a direct result of these cognitive errors and learning to reduce them in our lives is worth the effort. This episode concludes season one of Nigerian American. Over the summer, I'll be discussing all of the 17 episodes of this season. Um, and in those discussions, I'll be taking a deeper dive with special guests, discussing and dissecting some of the ideas that I've shared so far. When my producer and I embarked on this journey last year, we didn't anticipate the success that we've enjoyed so far. I mean, over half a million downloads already at the time of this recording. And we owe it all to you, the listeners. We recognize that, you know, there are a million things that you can do with your time. And we sincerely appreciate that you choose to spend it listening to this podcast. I'm not a professional broadcaster. Neither have I ever done radio, voice acting or anything of the sort. So I really appreciate the love and kindness that you guys have shown so far. Thank you for continuing to share this podcast. Please feel free to like, comment, and subscribe. You may also reach us by our email at NigerianAmericanPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. My name is LD. Thank you.